Heavenly Father, thank you again for all that you give us and show us by your Son through your Word. Help us as we read it and reflect on it and respond to it this morning to be changed by it, transformed more and more as disciples of your Lord Jesus. Help us in this, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, it's a bit shorter this morning, but as we've been thinking about Thanksgiving for all these things that have been happening for the year that's passed, I wonder how you think about Thanksgiving for the future. Not things that we've grasped hold on to today or maybe even tomorrow, but things far into the future. It's really easy, isn't it, as we've heard these stories up here or in the mix here of different ways that God's been at work, that we've heard, that we've experienced, that we've been able to grab onto to be thankful for these things. But what about things that we don't know about yet or that we don't have or things that are coming? How can we have thanksgiving for the future? Or maybe there's a different question that's more relevant for you this year. Maybe as you are asked this question this morning of what you can be thankful for, it was a really hard question to answer. It's been a really rough year for you and you struggle to think of something tangible that you can grasp onto, that you can say thank you about. You might be wondering if you're a Christian this morning and this year has been a hard year, has your life following Jesus all been for nothing? Has this year or the years that have come by or your experiences now, is it just showing that it's not been worth it? You're not experiencing the joy, the things that you're expecting. Has it all been for nothing? Well, in this little passage that we're looking at this morning, we're jumping into the letter of 1 Corinthians in chapter 15, into a passage that's all about the resurrection. But before we get into that, it's worth looking at the attitudes of the people that it's written to. The Corinthian people had attitudes that were all caught up in today. Glory now, status now, a following now, impressive gifts and talents now, impressive ministries now, things that look good now, that give us confidence now, not glory later or status later. In this chapter, Paul is addressing these people, some of whom are not believing in the resurrection of the dead, that we will be raised to new life. And it kind of fits into that picture, doesn't it? Life is all about now, the experience we have now, the status and special things that we receive now. But he tells them in the first part of the book, or the first part of that chapter, that if there's no resurrection, life is worthless. Life following Jesus is all for nothing if there's no resurrection. And if you look at verse 19, it's really the climax of that whole point. It's on the screen, but I'll read it out. If in Christ 
We have hope in this life only. We are of all people most to be pitied. Out of all people on the, in the world, if we have hope only for today, in this life, we are most to be pitied. We are most to be filled sorry for by those around us. And that's because if there's no resurrection, this faith that we have is worthless. All that we do in following Jesus is worthless. The sins that we have are not dealt with. All of this status that we think we have is for nothing if there's no resurrection. And so Paul paints a picture in this whole chapter and what's to come that in the resurrection we have hope and glory and life and purpose and meaning. And I think that's something he tells the people and us today to be greatly thankful for as we reflect on what we've received. We see that in verse 20. But in fact, Christ has been raised from the dead, the first fruits or the first of what's to come of those who have fallen asleep, which Paul uses often to mean those who have died. The fact of Jesus' resurrection gives us confidence and certainty of our resurrection to come through faith in him. Resurrection not just to any life, but life eternal with God. Not in regular bodies, but glorious bodies. Not struggling with sin and death anymore, but living in complete love with God and each other in perfect community. We can be confident in the resurrection, and it's this confidence that actually shapes our thanksgiving today. And that's what we see in our verses from the reading in verse 57. But thanks be to God, who gives us the victory through our Lord Jesus Christ. If you look at the verses just before 57, you'll see that this is victory over death and sin. For Christians who place faith in Jesus, who trust in his death and his resurrection, we can have confidence that we have already won the battle over sin and death because of Jesus' atoning work for us. It's a confidence that we can hold on to today, a battle that's already won, a victory that we have through faith in him. Something that we can hold on to, even if it's not tangible, even if we don't experience it today. And what does Paul say we should do in response to that? In verse 58, he says, Therefore, my beloved brothers, be steadfast, immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, knowing that in the Lord your labor is not in vain. Keep at it. Hold on to Jesus. Don't give up. Don't see your life now and the lack of glory and status, the suffering and persecution that comes in the name of Jesus as reason to give up. 
your labour and work and following of Jesus isn't for nothing. The resurrection gives us confidence of that. He's saying to stand firm in following Jesus. And as we think about us and how these things apply to us as we think about Thanksgiving and the year to come, I think it's all caught up in two parts of what this certainty of our future resurrection brings. The first one is that it fuels our thanksgiving today. As we think about what we can be thankful for in the future, it's really hard for us. We might have had mortgages that have had interest rates rise not by parts of a percent, but multiple percents. We might be struggling with jobs that we don't enjoy or that are ending or the lack of jobs. We might have family that are hard to get along with on the best days or family that we've been praying for years and years would follow Jesus and yet still don't yet. For all manner of things, it's hard to give thanks for the future because we're not sure of what's going to happen. We're uncertain. We can't trust in it. And yet in Jesus and what he gives us through faith, it's a certainty. The life that he calls us to when he returns will be glorious. No matter what's going on now or what next year brings, when Jesus returns, we will be raised. He'll give us glorious new bodies. We'll be with Jesus forever our sin no longer against us, and we will no longer sin. We'll no longer experience the terrible things that sin brings, the suffering, the poor health, all that. We can give thanks for all of these things. We can give thanks that not just next year God will be faithful to his promises to keep growing us like he has this year, we can give thanks that Jesus is returning and he is returning to bring us into this resurrection life that he's promised for his people. It's a glorious thing to know him, not just for today, but for the eternity that's to come that he has promised us. The second thing that this confidence brings us is that it spurs on our walk with Jesus since we know that it's not all for nothing. Everything that we do in our individual lives as we follow Jesus, that we do together as we meet as a church, be proclaiming him and making disciples in him, if he wasn't raised and if we are not raised as his people, it would be for nothing. What would be the point if there is nothing after this life and the experiences we have now? But that is not the end. We have an eternity to look forward to. And those in our community that will come to know Jesus in the years to come, this is the eternity that we are holding out to them that they can have through faith in him. As we consider our lives as individuals, as a church, as we proclaim Jesus, as we seek to honour him in obedience and faithfulness in our lives, this certainty of what's to come gives us energy and boldness and enthusiasm and prayerfulness 
as we know that today isn't all there is. Tomorrow isn't all there is. And eternity is to what's to come for all of God's children. And if you have faith in Jesus today, that is what you and me can look forward to. So as we think about the year that's been, there are so many glorious things that we can thank God for in his work here of bringing people from death to life in Jesus, of growing us in love and knowledge of him and his people here, of helping us in our times of need. And yet let's not lose sight of this that we've been given in Jesus, of this eternity to come, this sure hope that is this resurrection life with him. I'm going to pray for us now as we consider this and then we'll sing again. Let me pray. Heavenly Father, thank you that today and this life isn't all that we have. That in our disappointments, that in our sin, in the suffering that we experience now, that that is not our only hope. Thank you that there is not hope in this life only in Jesus, but that in his resurrection that he calls us into, we have hope for eternity. Lord, help us to fix our gaze on this, to grasp onto the certainty of this, to give you thanks and honour and glory for all that you've done that means that this future is ours. Help us to be people that hold out this good news to those around us. Help us to be ones that are faithful in our walks with Jesus, knowing it's not for nothing, knowing we'll be with you forever. And we pray this in his name. Amen.